0: I wish they All were right. scoring more in the NHL.
1: Yes. <laughs> hey guys. So uh, yes, um, I want to do. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit. Uh, Russ has something to do. I, I do have some hockey things that I wanted that are a little. I think gonna be a little interesting. I don't know if gritty is technically should be a part of the hockey show or not. No, please not again. Wanna, if he wants to talk about it. I the only the only, um, the only thing I want to say about <laughs> it is like Russ and I were there last night and um I I gritty is. You know, is is as not getting these huge responses that you would expect from like based on you know, there's yeah. like, definitely falling into just like you know. And then I thought about it. I'm like, I'm judging this mascot, and I'm thinking to myself, what's wrong with me for why am I even judging a mascot? Then I think to myself, you know, when I go to other places, like I go to Nashville tons of times, and I see Nash, the Cyber deer, deer Tiger. I just <laughs> that's just I'm, that's a mascot. He's around. He does stupid things, and that's it. So I think you know, gritty is falling into just into normalcy of of mascoting.
0: I didn't, tu- I didn't turn on the, the the Flyers broadcast early to catch gritty. I was pleasantly surprised to see Lauren Hart, who is as lovely as ever and as great a voice as ever, and hope that she sings for the next twenty years because she's great. Yeah, she uh, just, to her long time. The only
2: thing I'll say about gritty is he did have one part in- who is as lovely as ever and great Whoa, as
0: great. Oh, got an echo here. And hope that oh, somebody's sorry, I hit the wrong, wrong button. To- somebody's
2: got echo. Her- <laughs> Mike said, Mike liked her so much, he said. I wanted to hear he the it again. Yeah. No, what I was gonna say is, um, there was a dance part about Gritty supposed to get everybody fired up, and
1: it didn't work. It just didn't work, and um, I mean, it's gonna. I think the Gritty's got to settle into like normalcy of like, okay, what yeah. a mascot really is, which is just a goofy thing walking around the building. So yeah there was a
2: little too much and i think they realized it so we didn't see much of
1: them they did and they did i went up to somebody who i've been talking to about a big flyer person i've been talking about gritty to the whole time you know and and how wrong i was to him and saying you know this is a huge thing and i was i thought this was terrible and it's not and i went up to him and i went up to, to talk to him and the flyers were of course getting killed and i'm like hey how you doing and he just looked at me he's like i can't talk and he left <laughs> it was it was just, which is what you know what happens when you're around a team like when they're not when they're getting killed eight to two yeah you uh you're not going to get um anyone talking to you about anything at yeah. any time. so all
2: right so here's here's my other pre-show. so uh we're gonna spare Mike the loss of the Red Sox Yankees, although there was a big mistake made in that game, but I'm gonna wash it over and let it go anyhow, um I don't know what Mike just did he he sent signaled something to somebody, but we're gonna let that go too. but here's what the thing that bothers me the most now is wireless mice the wireless mouse. <laughs> Is you're supposed to like in the let's say we use the Logitech word world, you're supposed to have this unifying one that works with everything, right? Yeah. And, and what you find is it really doesn't, because if you got a keyboard that's just a little bit older than what your your browser is, you can't use the unifier. So then I do did this. not
1: expect now, you were going to go into wireless mice in this conversation. <laughs> hold, on.
2: hold on, and if you want to go from computer to computer. It's even not working, and it literally takes me 10 minutes to get this thing back on track if I share it <laughs> between computers, even though that's not supposed to be the case. I've got extra unifiers. Those, none of it
0: makes it easy. Russ, I, I just have to say this. When I move my computer from my coffee table to the desk here to do the show, the wireless mouse is attached. To, it's, a, it's a MacBook or it's an Apple wireless mouse and an Apple computer. I move it from there to here. For some reason, it works over there, and I have to restart the computer when right. it's here to get the thing to work. Like what the hell? I mean, we should have. Again,
2: I want to use the kids, get party. off my lawn. Get off my lawn, kids. We could take pictures of Mars, and we can't get a wireless mouse that can go up the stairs and down the stairs. Like, come on.
1: <laughs> oh, all, man. all on a mouse is night. Now, my thing is, um, you know, if we're going to go there. My thing is just the general dongle concept in general. I hate. I have so many dongles. I have no idea what they do. I have, the only thing that exceed, exceeds dongles are power cords, which I have like right. an unbelievable amount of power cords. I got a bucket. Everybody has a bucket of power cords. Everybody has it. I, you I, don't yeah. want to have
2: to buy them, so you just throw it in the bucket.
1: But you know, when will this point? I like, keep thinking one day I'm going to take everything I have that gets plugged in and every power cord I have, and a and a labeler, and just do this. But that'll <laughs> it never <mess> occur. <laughs> if I ever have that much time, I should just be shot. You know, like by line, the
2: time you do that, it'll all be obsolete anyhow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. Um, like coaxial cable. Peter, do you have anything you'd like to complain about as an old man today? Just like uh,
3: I was just going to say, you know, I, I don't have, like, wireless mice, wireless this, wireless that. Bluetooth is an imperfect technology. It works sometimes.
1: <laughs> You're just I anti-wireless mean- in general?
3: But whatever, it's it's first world problems.
0: Well, well yeah, Bluetooth. There's there again. I listen to I listen to certain things on my phone, on my Bluetooth in my car, and for some reason, a brand new car, a, a relatively new phone, and all of a sudden, the the show that I'm listening to drops off of YouTube. I have to close it and reopen it to get it to listen. I mean, it's distracting. I'm going to get into an accident because of the friggin' Bluetooth.
2: The best part about that is my car is low tech, where I just have to plug in the. Uh, or whatever to listen, right? But Mike's isn't, and so Mike will start his car and the show will start too. Like, and that's <laughs> we have had that, right? You've had that happen,
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I, okay, I did see the movie um A Star is Born, yes. Um, and thumbs up or thumbs down, the new loved version, thumbs, thumbs up. Um, it was sad a little bit, but you know, and I and everyone knows, like, so my wife and I have this thing that we do, we know we the story, we yeah, we don't like sad movies. So what we do, my wife and I have this uh, moment that we, when you know when you're watching a movie and you're watching it and everything's going great, it's so happy, everyone's this is this is wonderful, I'm going through this wonderful ride, I'm feeling in a good mood, everybody's getting along and all stuff. And you know that something, when it gets that good, something is horribly going to go wrong. We have this moment that sometimes that we will just turn off the movie and say, that was great.
0: <laughs>
1: Aww, <laughs> right before it goes on. wrong. Right before it goes wrong. That way we can enjoy our lives and say we just uh, saw nice people, getting, falling in love, having a good time. And that's it. And, then we, and we don't need to see them pay each other. We don't need to see the running scene, which is the, which is the joke around our family. Every movie ends with a running scene, someone running to get somebody else. It is true, though. I mean, it's an unbelievable. Okay, like,
2: but here's the big question. The big question is, if you're going Lady Gaga versus Streisand, Who
1: wins? Well, that's not fair. In
2: terms of voice, or in terms of the the whole whole production, because they obviously got Lady Gaga because she could sing, and the because apparently
1: she could act. And Streisand. Lady Gaga. I mean, no. I mean, it's not very. It's not. It's like you know, saying you know. All right, so we'll go. I I, I, I haven't seen versus like you know. I haven't
0: I haven't seen the movie yet, but I can tell you from a professor friend of mine who teaches a course on American musicals. Um, he thought the the Streisand "Star Born" was terrible, and he thought this was great. So okay. well, I'll, I'll yeah, take okay. his I'll take his it's word. So
2: right. one than Chris Kristofferson? That's not yeah. a hard bar to clear, by the way. Here's
3: the problem: Streisand was the wrong person for the yes. first one. Exactly. And Chris Kristofferson can do no wrong. No, right? Like he he kind of lived the life that he played, yeah. anyways. Well, I, like, I don't,
0: really, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Peter Convoy was a pretty. Uh, Hey. The movie Convoy was pretty bad. It was That's bad. Just, okay. like
2: Whatever. In the he didn't write the movie. He was from a <laughs> where they celebrate Gordon <laughs> Lightfoot. Come on, man.
3: <laughs> you have a problem with Gordon <laughs> don't Lightfoot? Go there. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. No. He's a,
0: Cana- a, he's a Canadian song. legend. He's a Canadian legend. Don't touch song. Horrible, boring songs. What no, oh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Are you kidding me? No. Oh yeah, that's right,
1: totally ridiculous. That
2: We're
0: is really fun.
2: Is that Sundown.
0: Fun? Right before I drive off a cliff, I'll play that.
2: Yeah, one.
1: Sundown's an amazing song. The song about the ships an amazing. The there, you're wrong. <laughs> I, yeah.
2: These are not amazing songs. I, are, I love Gordon Lightfoot. These are amazingly depressing songs.
0: So what? Not everything has to be happy, right, shiny, stuff. happy people. Right, bull crap.
1: Let's start the show, please. Before um, I leave the Lady Gaga my board. will win an Oscar for this. Mark my words, no question Who? about it. Who will? Lady Gaga will win the Oscar for this. She is off okay. the charts, amazing in it. Um, I think I think Sam
0: yeah. Sam Elliott's gonna win for best best supporting actor because he's one of those career achievement award type. Yeah,
1: guys. possibly. I mean, th- this will win a lot. This could be best win. mustache. That's what it'll look, look for. There's, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no
3: question Lady Gaga is a unique talent, albeit she's kind of a like she's an incredibly talented person, musician. Um, artistic expressionist, it's just that she's not outrageously original. She's basically taken the best Madonna. of Cher Madonna yeah. and um, what's her name? Um, she was in the James Bond movie, um, uh, Grace Jones, and recycled oh, sure. all their sure. looks and ideas and commentary into a new age package. Yeah, that I agree. Bravo, that's, that's she's that's well, that yeah, she's, she's that, super yeah, talented.
1: She is yeah, her brand, you know, is that
3: I agree, but the, you get beyond the
1: brand aspect to just the flat out talent. And you know, two of the people that have that, two of the people whose brands I'm not a big fan of, that are incred- incredibly talented, are Lady Gaga and Miley Cyrus, who are both absolutely ridiculously talented. But and you know, and you and they, you can give them any any kind of music to do, and they'll they'll just kill it. Um, but she is she is that. But but as an actress in this movie, and playing the absolute like her real hair, you know, her no makeup, just completely her, she was amazing. So. And the and but the most incredible thing about this movie, and we'll move on, was the and this is not spoiler at all, was the previews of the movie and seeing the preview to the Queen movie that's coming up. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah,
2: that one, I agree.
1: That preview in a big theater with like really great sound. I've seen the preview before many times, it's amazing. But when you see that preview in a theater with great sound, you're like, geez, this is. It's like chills on top. He's gonna
2: Possibly. get nominated for if you sure. Keep me on long enough, I can complain about Brian May, but the thing is, I can never complain about Freddie Mercury.
1: The, this the, that movie looks unbelievably good. I mean, it's, it's, or it's going to be one of the best. Like you know, I was just looking at trailers ever like, you know, made. You know, I don't know. That, you, it, like,
3: you know what that, the problem is? Is if it if it doesn't like it could be an amazing movie and it could be the pulp fiction of musical of music movies because it's like where everyone gets robbed because something else came along that just
2: well it could be like like the doors movie the doors movie was pretty good yeah val
3: kilmer val kilmer was great as jim morris he
2: was great i don't think he ever really got enough credit
0: for that yeah he didn't get nominated no all
2: right that was a
3: very good movie another great oliver stone movie that gets overlooked
1: Yeah, yeah very very much so yep this this is yeah I, I can't wait to, they, it comes out in November the Queen movie but I don't know what's it called is it called Queen well,
0: um ahead. no it's called Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Bohemian, 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 Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody I mean just it was amazing it was really something all right um here we go the hockey world it's Wednesday <laughs> sorry let me try again the <laughs> hockey world it's Wednesday October tenth two thousand and eighteen I'm Michael Logello.
3: I'm Peter Tessier, offended up in Winnipeg.
2: <laughs> I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology, and I feel bad. I have perfect weather, and the people in Florida near Cat Five Hurricane. Yeah,
0: I should I should have I started. I, I'm Hurricane Michael. Yeah. yeah,
1: I know. Isn't that great? I know that's what I thought about too. Because you know, I was like, we always have Hurricane Michael here.
0: Cat Five. If it gets
2: to Cat Five, that's scary, man. No,
1: it's really scary. It's um, it's it's it's. I just saw them on the TV. They uh, they saw they said it's intensifying over land, which is crazy. Um, anyway, that's just how big it is. We'll try and keep everybody our thoughts and prayers are with everybody down there, and um, and we mean that, you know, in the most sincere way we possibly can. Because it just stay safe. Hopefully, hopefully everybody's safe. This is a that area is never getting hit by anything like this, so it's craziness. Well, um, go, I'm go, go
0: to go to the baby go to the BB&T Center in Sunrise because nobody will be there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. I mean that that's that's really far <laughs> away.
2: I don't even know where to go after that one, man. <laughs>
1: This is <laughs> Tampa, but not even that. Anyway, I'm When you're watching Hockey Buzzcast, and hockeybuzz.com. The podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at this time to fill you in the comings and goings in the hockey world, like the Yankees, for example, are going. Um and um yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but um, but I wanted to I think we should I wanted to start with the Winnipeg Jets home opener last night, Peter. Um you know, and I was listening to this game driving back a little bit from the Flyers um Sharks game, which is something that we will talk about <laughs> as well. But um but you know, this it was, you know, the Kings hung around for a little while. It, it seemed it seemed at least it seemed like you know the Jets were just dominating this game and it was close for way longer than it should have been, I guess.
3: Yeah, they did. And and what happened in the game was is um, I can't remember recall his first name, but Campbell, the goalie for the Kings who Correct. stepped in to start for Jonathan Quick, basically he was putting on a clinic. He was stopping everything. He was, I mean, he wasn't making like Outrageously insane saves. He just wasn't letting anything get by him.
2: You know, Peter, this is—he's an amazing story because I thought he was going to be a superstar goalie when he was winning gold medal after gold medal after gold medal, like in junior circuit. Yeah. Then he got lost for a little while, and then he won a a Calder with Dallas, right, Mike? I think it was with the Dallas with the Texas Texas Stars. Texas Stars. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Actually, over the Jets farm team.
2: Right, and and then I saw that he was sort of getting shuffled around, but the Kings are magical. And I'm telling you, you know, again, I I hate to use this phrase again too. When the Flyers got Kim Dillabaugh, I think they thought that they got the secret recipe out of LA and they only got a part of it. They got the guy who knows the secret recipe because the guy who is the secret recipe is still in LA because every think about all the goalies they've revived. And so I'm not shocked.
3: Yeah, I know. Remember they took a a washed up Peter Budai, put him in as a starter. Next thing you know, He's doing amazing. So yeah, the Kings, the Kings did their thing. Um, the Jets sort of, you know, they tried to open up the lead. They just couldn't get it past Campbell. Um, you know, I think there's a bit of a, you know, uh, one. The opening goal of the game was from Kovalchuk, his first since he came back to the NHL, and. I, I put a, I threw a video clip of it to make a point in the blog today and it's the Kings broadcast. Oh, did they praise him for having the speed, this incredible. It was blown coverage by Mark Shifley who had just come on the ice and Tyler Myers was sort of part, part and parcel of that. And I, the glowing praise for Kovalchuk was if he hadn't scored, that would have been a bigger problem like that, that's how easy no, that goes it was a nice
0: was. tip it was definitely yeah. a nice tip
3: I'm yeah. just i think i um,
0: keeping
2: praise on him because yeah. that's exactly what he wants he comes back for that yeah I, mean, just, I i respect the player as far as what he's able to do but i don't respect what he tries to do and that's like trying to become like the best guy every time he comes back or the most popular i should say and yeah. and that just bugs me
0: yeah, Campbell was an eleventh overall pick. Yeah. in, in twenty ten, and it took him eight eight years to really establish himself. Yeah. I mean, he's he's going to get Our an opportunity now. Can't miss. But goalies do take longer. We've talked about it. Sometimes he's yeah. 26
2: years old.
3: Yeah, and and that's fine. It's good for him. I mean, great for LA. They, you know, yeah. like look, there's probably a couple teams right now who would love to have a backup coming to play that way.
0: Well, they have, and they have Cal Peterson too in their organization. Yeah. So they're so, they're not loaded, but they're pretty well off compared to some yeah. others. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, as a game, you know, Jets got back sort of corrected some things they haven't been doing well against both St. Louis and, and Dallas. And, you know, it was kind of fun to watch the Kings and, and play. And and I think the, the venom for Tyler Myers is still out there. Um, he didn't do himself as many favors last night. And I think there's... There, there's some challenges with the, with the defense, but the one question that's starting to rise in Winnipeg is he's on the first year of his new deal, seven years, six million a year, the benchmark deal that people talk about that is going to be going up from for Nylander and, and Marner is Nick Ehlers, and the Jets cannot find a way to get him going from a point of view of scoring goals. His goal scoring since I think April. It's like two in the last thirty-two games, or something like that. It's it's insane. Yeah. And there's some concern about the lines. There's too much talent for him not to be going, but there's yeah. a problem. They don't like Stasny was the guy who was the straw that stirred his drink, and you know he scored a lot of goals without Stasny, but that changed somehow. And there's yeah. a, there's a concern was going on with how you're going to get the value out of Ehlers if you're not going to put them up with Let the right people. You, and
2: is this is something that I. I do say about Dave Haxtell all the time is that he'll stifle creativity. John Tortorella does the same thing. You got to play my system. You got to play it right. So you, there's certain things you can't do. Ehlers is a guy that is very creative, and sometimes you do have to let him streak up the ice as well. Is he actually allowed to do that?
3: I think he is. He, he definitely leads the Jets in, in successful zone entries. He let them all yeah. last season, which is a valuable thing. You want to get the puck in the offensive zone. Great I, think I think what's – I think what's – I tried with someone today sort of offline and they were saying that perhaps there's a little more understanding what Ewers likes to do and teams are keying in on him a little more, not giving him that room and it's sort of on him to find a different way of being creative. Who is, and that who could is, be sort of the knock here too.
0: Who is he playing with right
3: now? Well, he's played with a lot of people. It's been, he, um, he was dropped down and he played a game with, uh, Roslovich, um, at center and they had line. So it was Ehlers, Rosovich, and Vesalinen. Okay. And then they've had him back with Little and Line. A. They've had him with um Perot and Ealers. And last night was pro He they've tried all sorts of combinations other than breaking up the top line. And I know it's a hard sell to do because why are you going to move Kyle Connor, Blake Wheeler, or Mark Shifley away yeah. from each other?
2: All right. So let me ask you this, Peter. And this is again is something where I think somebody is getting away with something here. Patrick Line, he's a minus one. He's got two points and he's only got 14 shots in three games. He should be taking 14 shots a game.
3: So he had four last night, I think. And which oh, I, I made a comment. I made a comment la- last night on Twitter when I was watching Jets power play because they had a lot of power play opportunities and the puck wasn't getting to him. So in year one, there's a belief that. Bufflin didn't like sending it across to him and then he was kind of freezing him out. I don't think that's a Dustin Bufflin kind of thing. I don't no. think Bufflin's a freeze-you-out kind of team. No, I don't think so. Um, I think what it is, is the Jets, they're putting, the idea is that they've dropped one on the first power play unit, they're putting Perot or Connor, depending on who starts, down low by the, by the goalie post. And they're trying to cycle the puck up and down from there. And the hope is is that eventually you're gonna find room for Line a to blast it. But I think teams are really keying in on it, trying not to let him. But Lie's played okay. He's done a little bit of his, I'm trying to do too much with the stick yeah. handling a bit at times, but he's just gonna kind of simplify it a little bit and take a page out of Ovechkin and just rip the puck. Yeah,
0: yeah he's a tri- he's a trigger. he's a trigger man. He shouldn't right. be overhandling it. Here's what
2: I don't yeah. get. To me, what the power play should be is, If you're going to do that stupid play where somebody, defenseman skates up, throws the puck behind, that next pass should go right to line and it should be a one timer. That should be instantly, right away.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that that couldn't agree anymore on that stupid play aspect. I I, I hate
3: Let them fire a couple heaters and clear out the defense and let everyone know whoa. You want There's to block this, come when, at when me. You're
0: under siege by someone who could shoot like lining. Are yeah. they still, are they still using him on the half wall on the power play? Cause that's where, that was where he was like when I first yeah, saw they him. Them, the,
3: yeah. They've got him at the top of the right circle or the yeah. left circle on the, on his offside. They're just not getting the puck across. And I think teams are trying to focus that. And again, that's got to go back to the point where you go and you watch every Capitals power play and how they move the puck with Ovechkin right. and how he gets there. That's what they got to watch because that's what you're trying the to. Re- is, they don't a have a
2: Kuznetsov. That's the
1: problem.
3: That's that's exactly the problem. Yeah, that makes total sense.
1: Um, so the, it was. Um, I I think you know the, the the Jets are taking. No, explain this to me. This is what I'm confused about, Peter, because I heard about someone talking about this, and I don't know what's true for this or not. But is there something with, or is this just a preseason thing? Is there something with the Jets playing different lines on the road than they're playing at home this year? I was hearing this whole thing.
3: So. Paul Maurice mentioned in the preseason that he would look at different defense pairings based on home and road. So the problem is is they want to get, so they started off with playing Tyler Myers on the left side to get him more ice time. It was a disaster, an outright disaster. Yeah. So then he thought, well, home and road, maybe I'll tweak some things because I think they want to find a way to get Sam and some time, but I'm not, I mean, he hasn't said that. So he hasn't done it yet, But I mean, he's got Myers on his third pairing with Morrow and, you know, in fairness to Myers, if you're trying to play this guy and use him for what you believe him in, he's not getting the ice time. But there's the pessimist side that says Tyler Myers doesn't need to be a Winnipeg Jet anymore. Yeah, And And he might need, it just might not fit for him with what's happening here.
0: And if you're trying to accentuate the positive and get him ice time to make him be more valuable as a commodity before the deadline, the yeah. worst thing that you can do is either play him out of position or play him on the third pairing where he gets 13 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey. Kevin Shevelday Kevin off Hello, Kyle Dubis's number, I have it for you, folks.
3: Yeah. Man. The fact that they can't even figure out like, like I, maybe they've talked and we don't know. Here's the other thing. And it's not my thought. It's a, uh, a well-known guy in Winnipeg. His name's Rob Cleave. He's a really smart guy, tweets a lot. He made the point that if you're going to switch players and offside, and this was the whole debate with Truba and Bufflin and everything on the right side, right. why wouldn't you put buff on the offside? Cause he plays anywhere. Every he plays everywhere. Anyways. Right. Right. He's roving around. He's like, but they won't do it. You'll move him to forward. <laughs> But you won't move him right. to his offside. It's a really funny situation. So that, the, as long as Myers is on the third line and there's issues, you're going to hear tons of speculation about him until it's something's done.
2: I just, but is it part of it? Just because they know he's the the guy that's probably out. So now everybody's just like sort of done with him. Like he's still a pretty good player. I mean, like yesterday we're talking about a two-one game. We're not
0: talking about. Right, but that that that's my point, Russ. It's like yeah. you you would think that if he's the one out, that you want to put him in positive positions to make him yeah. look more valuable to other teams. And what what uh, what Peter's describing is sort of misusing him, and that doesn't do any him any good, and doesn't do the, yeah. the Jets any good if they're so Here team.
3: Here's the thing: in Dallas, he was on the ice for four even strength goals against, yeah. two even strength goals against, two power play goals against. Last night, he took a penalty with. 3 minutes and 20 seconds left. So the Kings could go 6 on 4 with the empty net. Like he's not doing himself any favors. Okay. Uh, and I think Tyler Myers is a better player than what he is. Yeah. I just don't think he's I I for what he's being paid and where he's at, that's not the way of using using a, a second, you know, a, a guy in his situation. And let's not forget, the Jets have 4.2 million sitting in the press box with Kulikov right now. Right. Yeah, so
2: it, it still might come in handy first injury like so and, yeah
3: and he's a lefty he's a left lefty left so. and they'd rather play play joe morrow and morrow and myers do not work together
2: yeah. it's, yeah. shot, like joe morrow is an interesting one because he was another highly touted rookie i yeah. think he was a first rounder um and he is one that took a while and now he's become really steady really
0: yeah and it's just
2: I would have thought he'd have been steady all along, but it took him a while to get
1: there. Takes a while yeah. with defense, you know. Yeah, we, we, we can we can get back to the, the last night's games because there's a couple interesting stuff. Yeah, one, one other thing before we get there, Mike, um, I do want to get to them. Um, okay. But there is a breaking thing going on right now um, that was just sent to maybe a text that Ryan Kessler might play tonight.
3: Ooh, uh,
1: which is kind of shocking. Like you know, it is
2: shocking. Actually, I mean,
1: um, you know, the, so the Ducks haven't. The Ducks are saying he hasn't been medically cleared yet, but that could come later today. Right. The best way to describe his status is that he's a game time decision tonight. Yeah, that's
0: that's shocking, especially since we heard all the talk during the summer that he might miss the season.
1: Right, right. And now suddenly he could be playing tonight. It's a little
0: strange. We'll and, and 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 it's not it's not like they're zero and three and there's panic in the streets in Anaheim. They're three and zero. They've been surprising. So it, it's you know I mean if he's on track to start tonight, that's one thing. But
2: then I'm sure like Isaac Lundestrom is out. You know that's probably what'll happen.
1: Right. Yeah. So um and so anyway that's that. I do want to get into um we got to get into the Maple Leafs for a second too um okay. because
2: well I don't know why it took this long really.
1: <laughs> they are a remarkable story right now, and and the fact that you know Austin Matthews and Morgan O'Ri- Morgan Riley have um, each have ten points in four games, yeah, it's pretty staggering. And and the fact that they've scored twenty goals and thirteen have come from the Tavares, either Tavares or or I'll
0: I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you a couple even yeah, go ahead. of the of the twenty goals they've scored, eighteen of them have been with Matthews or Tavares on the ice. Um, only three of the goals have been scored by anybody other than Marner, Riley, Matthews, or Tavares. Right. So right now it's the core guy <laughs> doing, doing it all. So here's, and, a, here's,
2: so here's the thing. So as we want. on another podcast I do called Stick to Hockey, uh, I was asked, and we both me and Jason, the host, uh, we did picks for postseason awards. And – I picked Austin Matthews for the Richard, and I mm-hmm. picked Tavares for the um, for the MVP and for the Con Smythe, and not Con Smythe, the MVP, the heart. the heart, the heart, brain, brain yeah. not working, worked too hard today. So for the heart, and and actually, I think that that is is the way it's going to work out because I think Tavares is going to make him so much better that people will realize how much better Tavares is making him, and he won't get. He won't get penalized because he's the second great player on the team. He'll get elevated because they'll realize, wow, this is what he could have been in the island all these years except for maybe one year.
0: I have to say, I didn't think it was possible for Austin Matthews to get better than we've seen in the first two years. But you have to remember he was 19 when he started. He's 21 years old. He's gotten stronger. He's gotten faster. His shot is more powerful than it was as a rookie. I mean, the goal, he, the, the one goal that he scored last night, the, the shot where Kapanen set him up was he was sort of off balance and falling away, and he blew it by Ben Bishop like he didn't see it. Yeah, um, yeah he's just, I mean, right now he's just been, I mean, he's got seven goals in four games. He's, he scored at least two points in every game. That's he's gone. He's dominant, and the thing is is that, you know, again, I think this is going to affect negatively the William Nylander camp because as soon as they put Casper Kapanen on that top line, and it's it, it's sort of like you put anybody with a superstar and they're going to benefit from it. And Kapanen, you know, yeah. I think it was like 59 games previous in his career, he had two assists. In the last two games he's had three because he's got Matthews finishing. That's why.
2: The Leafs are smart enough to know that you do need the extra depth of having someone like Nylander and capping in around to get to the Stanley Cup. But the Nylander camp has to be smart enough to know that in another couple of weeks, yeah. they can make an ultimatum and literally say, Come back or we're trading you because we don't need you.
0: Well, I see. That's the thing. I, I don't think that they will trade him as a whole, as a, a, a a RFA in a contract impasse because that's the la- that's the lowest no, value they that sign
3: and trade. They will support. Yeah. You, right. you know what? Who who's his agent? A P, uh, Louis Gross. So you just get the agent talking to teams. You do the you do the right. Alan Walsh thing. That yeah. I don't see that right. as a problem. I just see it as a problem is that dubas has to give the agent a list of teams of who he wants from those teams. That's the thing, and it's going to and 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 the team that's going to be on there is someone with a top pairing right hand D.
0: And and that guy, I know that you reported the thing was last week about you know teams making inquiries and then oh, yeah. the only and I I don't doubt that that's happening. I'm sure it is. But the thing the thing about the list that I, I was curious about is the. Is the team like the only team that had a defenseman at a level that the Leafs would be looking for? I think was Anaheim. Every other team, yeah. you know, Cody Cece is not going to do it for William Nealander. Mm-hmm. Uh, the anybody from the New York Islanders is not going to do it for William Nealander. The, the, they want a top two or top three defenseman. Yeah, and but you I don't can't
1: get that right now because cause. well, I think that
0: they, they'll just they'll just say okay, well, you know, we're gonna you know the the compromise is a bridge deal. And I think that there's a, still a good possibility that they, they get him to a two- or three-year bridge deal. And then I think that the, the Neander camp has to realize that the position that they put themselves into is that they have put him – on the pathway of being dealt out of Toronto, because based on what Marner's doing and what Matthews is doing, Matthews is going to at least make as much as Tavares. Marner is going to probably make eight to eight and a half to 9 million on a, on a, on a long-term mm-hmm. deal. They won't be able to afford Neilander asking for what he's asking right and, now.
3: And, and the problem is, is Neilander wants his money now. Because right. he knows that he won't get as much as those guys, anyways. Particularly if he waits. So, I mean, it's better to get out.
2: Just think like, about this: he, the Leafs are at Game Four by next Thursday. They're at Game Eight. He's going to miss ten games, easy. Yeah,
1: yeah. But at, at the, the same points, time, are we in a little bit of a risk here of like getting too ahead of, like you know, just because the Leafs are just scoring like crazy right now and they're going to have
2: a good offense all year.
1: They will. They're going to have a good offense all year, but I mean, are we? I mean, it it feels like people are just willing to like just ah oh, whatever you know with Nealander. I, I think well,
0: that no, it's it's the it's the fact that right now, and you have to specify right now. We're talking only four games. We're talking one week into the season. Right now, they don't miss him. Yeah, you but
1: know? That, that is right now, and 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 there's a lot of teams like right now. You know, we've talked about this. Like some teams are doing incredible. Like right now, the the Carolina Hurricanes haven't lost a game. You know, like there's yeah, things. Yeah, they scored to...
0: seventeen goals. Who saw that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you have to, like, you have to, I think that this is really early to get cocky on the Nylander thing. It feels no, like I, it I see, I, I, don't,
0: I don't think, I, I don't think they're getting cocky. I think they still want to get him, this is a perfect example of sort of, a, of asset management. If you sign him to a long-term deal and the amount is more than what is a good value, a, if you keep them, it's going to hurt you on the cap, and B, if you try to trade them, it's going to hurt you because the, the amount is too much. If you get them on a reasonable deal, like $6.5 for six years, sort of close to Ehlers and, and, uh, and Pasternak, then he's valuable to them as a controllable asset to keep or to trade. And the same thing with the bridge deal, although with the right. bridge deal, you know two or three years down the road he's going to expect to get his $9 million and probably the Leafs aren't going to be in the position to do it. But at least when he gets a deal done, there's going to be more value there. As, a, as a, a player holding out, and I know it's not a holdout, but I'm saying as a player not playing and not signing a deal, he's at his lowest value. So the first thing the Leafs have to do one way or the other is get him signed.
2: I I look, I uh, many times I support players in different situations. I thought some of these made sense. This one makes no sense. I think it should have ended already. It should have ended yesterday. Like it's just, I think he's in the wrong and I think he's just piling on it at this point. And whether it's his father's bad advice, his agent's bad advice, it's somebody's bad advice. But at this point, There is no benefit to him holding out anymore other than you're going to get maybe an extra million dollars out of it for two years of a deal. Because now instead of a a long term deal, you'll get a two year deal.
3: Or you force the hand and go someplace else and recognize that there is no future here in terms of you having a long term contract.
2: In another week, there may not be.
3: But I I, I think what we don't know is, is there a future for William Nylander if he takes a bridge deal and then you have to pay? marner and matthews and then you have to get a defenseman well, it's I mean, like the, no. the least of cap
2: space right now we're guessing no but we don't really know because you don't know what happens in future plans right i mean if he could, goes up maybe the cap goes up enough that they could fit him in like it's well, the,
0: yeah. either, either that or you know if he only scores 60 60 points like he has the last couple couple yeah. years mm-hmm. and yeah um, but l- l- let me let me move on to a couple things. New York, That's game. The point, actually, Mike, you bring up a good point.
2: So by the time he gets in here, if he plays, let's say, seventy games, seventy-two games, he's going to score less points. Like it's going to, yeah.
3: Gonna, but you're going like, to take his rate points per game and points per. Six, I don't
2: know. You. I mean, we'll see. I don't know if that and, counts. As and,
0: seven. And, and you don't know whether Babcock is going to put him back with Matthews if Cap right. is succeeding. He's
2: probably going to penalize him that way too.
0: Now, two two things, New York's yeah. New York team related. One. Russ <laughs> Jan, Jan Kovash uh, uh boy that lasted a long time I this is sickness
2: though if you remember this, I said
0: the minute they sent him down he was going to leave yeah apparently, apparently the part the party town known as Bridgeport Connecticut he didn't like it too much because yeah I mean I don't know if there's a deal in the KHL but I'm sure we'll probably here within 24 this has to 48 hours to do with
2: Bridgeport Bridgeport a know, I'm kidding
0: I'm kidding I know, I know.
2: This is has everything to do with the same thing as Shipashov. These yeah. guys want to either play in the NHL or play back in the KHL. They don't want to play in the. And a- you
1: can't get that assurance, but you can sit there and say, "Well, if they don't play, I'll just go back."
0: No, right. I I, and I don't know if I agree agree to this uh, statement. I can't remember it was a a, a noted writer on uh, uh, that mentioned on. Um, uh, on Twitter, that said that good luck trying to get Kaprizov or I think it was another guy named Gusev who's a who's doing pretty well in the in the KHL. Good luck trying to get them to come over to the NHL because, but the thing is, players like that, if they're good enough to play in the NHL, they'll play. It's like it, this guy, what was he, 27, 28 years old? I mean, it was yeah, it was a shot in the dark whether and he got sent to the AHL and he didn't want to play in the AHL, so he's going back to the K. I don't think it's going to stop. You know the problem the K- with
2: this. The problem with this is. The Islanders aren't good enough that you shouldn't have let him hang out in the NHL this year with your team when he looked good in preseason. To see what you
1: have, it doesn't really matter if he's not doing what you expect. No, I disagree with that. I totally disagree. Oh, with I that, because- that. come on. No, no, no. Really seriously, no. Because you, if you're, you're trots and you're and you, you know Trotz and Lou are trying to create like a culture. This is this this is this, this is the guy. Remember, trots is the Radulov guy. Like this is this is the guy. There's no question that they are going to if they're. This had to be something more beyond just his play on the ice. There had to be some kind of arrogance or something that he wasn't listening to. Because if it's just the play on the ice, I'm with you 100%. But I just, I can't imagine with Trotz that it was. I can't, I, I think it was something to do with. I think Trotz gets things wrong too, Eric. just because he yeah, wants to know, but, yeah, but I, I, you gotta trust them on things like this, I think, because, I, you know, I just, I think I between know. the two of them, well, maybe, may, I mean, we don't know. You know, I don't know yet. I haven't talked to, I know last year I talked to people in the Vegas situation, right? And there were definitely were reasons um, for Shibayev or whatever it was um, to, now, to get. You know, there were reasons that were had to do with attitude that caused that to fall apart. I can't help but think this is heading that same direction. Well, the
0: the other thing was, and and I was a little taken aback by this, Russ. Was the the word that Kevin Shattenkirk is going to be a healthy scratch in the Rangers' next game? Now he's on year two. I believe yeah. of a four-year deal making close to seven mil. And we know the direction the Rangers are going in terms of rebuild. I mean, he's not he's not raising a hissy fit about it. But I mean, if that's the direction that they're going, I don't know if they're trying to just sort you know get away. Is this a wake up call or what? But I mean,
3: you made, point,
1: you made the point, Mike. You made the exact point that I would make in this is that he's on year two of a seven-year contract. And no, no,
3: four four-year contract. Our year,
1: year two of a four-year contract or whatever it is. when a guy you know is pretty secure and that is still pretty secure um because he still has two more years after this year um the only thing you can do is ice time that's all you can do right so right
2: right. but here's why I think it happened uh it did look like he was floating quite a bit last game uh he's not putting up offensive numbers like you would expect he's not rushing the puck like you would expect and Anthony D'Angelo came in and had a two-point game there's no way on this earth that you could keep that guy sitting on the bench when Shattenkirk's playing this lousy and Adam McQuaid's still in the lineup. And that's really, and and Neil Pionk as well. That's really what it boils down to. And this is what, why signing Adam McQuaid was a problem because you're holding back D'Angelo and his offensive ability where this could be a building year for him, where next year you could have a a 50 point defenseman there. But again, this part of the equation, they looked at Shattenkirk and said, well, if D'Angelo is going to put up points like this, Kevin, you're going to sit. And I don't blame Quinn for doing it.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I think – and also he's definitely trying to put a new system in. And if Shaggy yeah. Kirk isn't working on that, I mean, like whether you believe or like these college systems where you have to, you know, I don't know, you know, like we talked about with, with Hackstalls, the horrible system of the fact that you you, know, you don't let your school players carry the puck, whether you like it or not, it's, it's a system, right? So –
0: and remember, he took he took less, and he took less years to come to the Rangers. It doesn't so, matter. It can't matter.
1: It can't matter. It can't no, matter. It does. It does. Does matter to the player, Rack. It matters to the player, but that doesn't mean you have a mulligan of of, of if you're no. if, of of you know if you're doing something the coach doesn't want you to do. I mean, that's like I hate when we talk about contracts in such, in situations like this because
0: well, they I are know. a factor though.
1: He, a, he he can't, he can't if it is a factor. Then your team is screwed. Put it that you way. You can't have seven million dollars sitting in the press box. That's no, but if that. you're going to win a Stanley Cup with seven million dollars sitting in the press box, you you put seven million dollars in the press box.
0: Well, and that's why I wanted to ask Russ. It's like I mean, he yeah. he wanted to come to the Rangers. The Rangers were a, a, a competitive team at the point that he got, you know, he signed with them. Uh, they're not a competitive team now. They're in a rebuild mode. I mean, does this mean that like it maybe at the deadline he's somebody that, that uh, might I, I'm it not out. sure
2: of that. I I still. Like I said, I still think the plan underneath the plan is to get bolstered up this summer and and maybe start competing next year. Yeah. Or Lundqvist is too old. But the thing is with this is I think Shattenkirk, and I've covered him for a long time, look, he's not used to the partners he's playing with. It is a new system, and he is not the best defensive defenseman. We know this. So all things have piled up on him now, and it's probably more than he expected. So he's earned this benching, and he knows it, and he's taken it in stride. He's a great guy, and he knows the deal. He'll get back in there. But, you know, look, we saw this happen with Tom Pody when he was a Ranger. He was a very gifted yeah. offensive defenseman as well. Sometimes the wrong change is made for that player, like, you know, different coach, different system, different partners, and it does affect the guy. It well, Ak,
0: I, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask because you would written this morning about yeah. – Montreal and Buffalo and and uh, and Darnell Nurse, yeah. and I mean the the Montreal situation right now the strange one is 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 Carl Alsner, who they signed
1: yeah, to a long term deal. Yeah, they're sitting them again. When, sitting health, on health,
0: health, healthy scratch the first the first couple games and I'm like yeah. okay he didn't play that badly to be scratched. Is this I'm wondering if this is a scenario where you know again another rebuilding team with a guy signed long term yeah. and they're looking maybe to say okay that we know there are teams out there that are looking for defensemen maybe if we send this signal the rest of the league will say okay what do you want for Carl Alsner? and then there's a, there's a potential trade
1: i mean yeah. I, I don't know it could be i mean i think that i think that there's definitely um with montreal there's a sense that okay we're doing we're doing better than we thought we would with these young kids um so we're going to run with that and that cuz that's a big thing for montreal to actually do that is a big deal right cuz cuz the way that team's covered the way that team's analyzed left and right I get a sense of that, um, but, and, the, and so they're going to stay with that. And then Alsner sort of represents a lot of what went wrong last year. He's kind of like a, a symbol to that, you know, and they and unless he's going to turn things around quickly, it's going to be a problem. You know, I think that I
2: mean, sometimes a guy is not a fit in a certain place. Carl Alsner can play in this league and he, I, I've yeah. interviewed him quite a bit. I like Carl Alsner. I just yeah. think you know, sometimes you go to a market and it doesn't work. And I think that's exactly what Bergerman has done here. And they're probably talking to the Leafs and a bunch of other teams, yeah. and they're probably seeing what they could get for them.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. No. Um, now I want Peter to tell me something here. What is wrong with this? All right, besides oh. the ad, besides the ad on the right hand side.
3: What is wrong with this? The Western Conference champs. They yeah, the, the regular Conference
1: season. <laughs> the regular season Western Conference champion. Yeah. winner that 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 to me was like i mean I, you know I'm like no one loves the predators and everybody who works there and everybody who's involved with this organization more than I do but this you know and I think they've gotten past this kind of a thing like this seems like something that i don't the right the, the, we the president's trophy is of course if you win the president's trophy you're always yeah. going to have the regular season western conference champion banner right so if you yeah. have one you know
3: yeah, yeah. You know, I have never seen anyone hang up a conference championship banner unless they won the conference championship in the right. playoffs. The playoffs right? Out of the conference in the playoffs, you hang the banner.
2: As I saw this getting raised last night, Ek was showing me, I was shaking my head. I was like, this is a bad idea. Yeah,
1: this is ODing on banners. What it is. What I mean, what it but is. then again, <laughs> we do have teams that put up divisional banners, right? All the time. Um, sure. But does all that? I wonder. I mean, and I like divisional banners. I think divisional banners are cool because it that yeah. something.
3: When you're division, it's a big deal. But so,
1: why is the Western Conference any different?
3: It, it, it's not. It should have been the Vegas Knights get to raise a Western Conference champion yeah. championship banner, not right, right. the Nashville Predators. Oh, does right. this
1: feel like a little passive aggressive? Do you think? But, but it says you, regular. You it says regular
0: season. That's the thing. The, the thing is, is like it's all encompassing here. The President's Trophy means. Yeah. Needs- Finish first in your division, first in your conference. You say that. Maybe you say that in small writing underneath yeah. President's Trophy. You yeah. don't make a separate, separate friggin' banner for it.
3: Here's the solution. Right. Why doesn't the league dictate what you can hang up when it comes to these things? Agreed. There's the solution. And tradition says you don't. No, the league up.
1: already dictates too much. I disagree. No, I don't think I. Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, no,
3: I don't have a problem with you. I'm want up, to I'm hang in players up? Your, the league.
1: I'm sorry. Your I'm not,
3: banner uh, of fame or whatever. But this is saying you achieve something. Against the rest of the league, that needs to be mandated. I I just, I
1: yeah, I mean, to me, this is something that okay, if the if the Nashville, I mean, I'm sorry, if the Vegas Golden Knights had somehow won the Western Conference regular season title, but then you know got eliminated in the first round or whatever, I could see because it's an expansion team. But the Predators have won the Western Conference regular season title before. Um, They and if so, if you wanted, if you want to really celebrate that. You get your you get your one banner for your division, your one banner for your rest, and you just and you just add another year to it, right? Like you've seen teams do that, you know. Like this yep. is the Patrick Division champions you know, in Philadelphia. They have Patrick Division champions, and then like a bunch of the years after it, right? But not but a this, single this, banner for each. Something track.
2: for the fans, right? But it's just if I were a player and I wanted to chirp in warmups, yeah. I would say, "Hey, that's a great banner to to
0: somebody on that team," and 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 they would not like that. Like I, that I'm I'm waiting for the next awesome. game. I'm waiting for the next game at Key Bank Center for the Buffalo Sabres to raise their 2018 winner of the draft lottery. Ban. Right.
1: It's almost like yeah. That. yeah. No, I know. I, I I really was... I think the Predators are better than this, and I think that they need to... But I I, it's, and it's, I, I know.
3: it's a mistake of understanding how this is done. And, and look, I, I know I've railed against the idea of traditions and things like that. The longstanding tradition has always been it used to be you raise the Campbell Conference and the Wales Conference banner if you came out of those conferences to play for the Stanley Cup. Right. Period. Dot. The end. Now it is the Western Conference. Now it is the Eastern Conference. You raise it if you come out to play for the Stanley Cup. Period. Yeah. Dot. The end. And, that, and that's
0: that's and you all. you get
3: the President's Trophy. That's it. And that's
0: all I meant yeah. by the league, the league controlling this. Because yeah. in in terms of, there's only one Eastern Conference champion, the Washington Capitals, and yep. maybe they won't even put that up because they won the Stanley Cup. But I think it only,
2: only- team will put up like we had the first half
0: best record in the Metro. Yeah.
1: yeah right. Yeah. Right. Right. Lockout year champion. Um. Yeah. No. I know. <laughs> the- Power play champion. There you go. Right. Right. I totally- Nobody's a champion in that year. No, I mean, so that's that's quickly. The other, the other thing, and the other beef I had last night was this, um, and it happened during the Flyers Sharks game, so we'll get talk about the Flyers Sharks a little bit, you know, which which it, was, it was there? Brian Elliott let it a goal? Oh, no, talking about this game at all gives it more credit than it deserves, right? But let's just <laughs> um, so the one thing, so, and it's funny because you can talk about how terrible the Flyers were and how. Yeah, they, Elliot was, and Elliot actually made a bunch of good saves in the first period. Which yeah, he
2: made some highlight reel
1: saves. He made some highlight real saves. Um, the but the whole thing is, you know, it's momentum saves. We talked about like that. There's no after the Flyers played really good for the first three to four minutes. You can't give up that two on one goal with your legs yeah. wide open and give all that space to like to a player of you know of Logan Couture's skill. It's just you're just you're going to get killed, right? And and that just deflated the Flyers, and then they scored 11 seconds later, and then it, that was it, right? But after they score two goals in 11 seconds after your team has dominated the entire like beginning of the game the flyers are buzzing the arena is buzzing everything's great um this is when you know a coach should call a timeout right this is to me this is when hackstall should call a timeout and yet the timeout is i want to know how many times the timeout is being called right now because i think it's become invisible because and because of this stupid review conference concept of it being tied to a review yeah you can't and so therefore we might as well just get rid of it. Like to me, it's like it is absolutely. Yeah. Let's just say. Let's just say you can only challenge one play in the game. Can we just say that? That's fine. If right. You, and then
2: timeouts are timeouts.
1: If yeah. you challenge a play and you miss on that challenge, you can't challenge again. That's all. That's all we need to say. But well, that doesn't take away your timeout, which to me is like is was it was a part of the game. We I mean we grew up. I don't know when the timeout was instituted, but it wasn't when we were kids. There weren't timeouts in the NHL, but. But I, but I like the timeout. go out. back, like,
2: Laviolette is the coach for the Flyers that used them very effectively.
1: Yeah. In the, and to a ridiculous method at points. But but still, he used it. And it is – there is something to it. it. It was actually an exciting part of a game. If, if the other team called a timeout, you know, when they were that, – that was like the fans were like, yeah, we made them call a timeout, you know. Yep. Um, it, it's, a, it's a part of the game that's exciting. It's a part of the game that's strategy. And now it's like there is so little – that coaches honestly do on the bench and this is the one thing that they could actually do to affect the game i mean they they throw the lines in but honestly they'll all tell you that you know that doesn't matter as much as you think it was but this is actually a time when they can bring a team together and embarrass the team and say we called a timeout because we got to get our act together and it, yet, it, it, yet it, are any timeouts being called in the nhl any well
0: it's it's it, i haven't it. seen any I haven't seen any, but it's very, it's very rare. And this, this happened last night in the in Toronto Dallas game. Uh, John Klingberg scored a goal to make it five four. There was a little bit of a dispute, but most people thought it was a goal. And Babcock called for the review. At the specific time that his team was, you know, they had a five-two lead and they'd given up two goals at the end of the second, early third. So he used it in a way as a timeout to get the review. He sort of had a dual purpose. I don't think he thought that the goal was going to be overturned, but he figured that the review was going to take longer than the timeout. So that's there's a little strategy there. No, separate
1: these times. There's no reason. This is like, this is like, you know. You ate a hot dog because you drove a Ford to work. You know, like there is no reason that these are connected <laughs> together. The, we have to understand that timeouts and reviews to get plays right are not at all married to each other. Besides, besides right. for the fact that they have in you know this 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 awful like here's, union.
2: Here's a real subject though. When you're talking about the Flyers, I think Dave Hackstall's job is in trouble because there was a game that was screaming for Shane Goss to, yeah. to be able to go up the ice, yeah, the offensive zone on his own. And make plays and he wasn't allowed to
1: do it it's interesting Russ, because i don't think a lot of flyers fans or even hockey fans realize that the how strict this is this hex this hack style thing yeah um, about but, but tortorella
2: know, has admitted it he has he's come out and admitted yeah. that players can't do that
1: right that you're not allowed to carry the puck up the ice so what you've done by doing this is like you know you have gossespierre always giving the puck to Provorov. right you have you know you have um voracek always giving the puck to giroux like there's certain, you know, Voracek's at his best when he's skating the puck up the ice. That's why you have him, you know. Like, and you know, and the Sharks. I mean, this was the, this was just what the Sharks ordered, obviously, because they had they had, you know, you saw before watching the Sharks game before that. Um, you would see, you know, the Sharks overall, all they're all trying to get the puck to Carlson all the time because Carlson's used to having the puck, and we talked free, we talked a lot last year about the fact that the problem some teams were having with going into the Carlson thing was that you would be bringing a player into your, that wants the puck all the time and that you have other players that want to skate the puck up and the sharks, like they have star players, but no one of this level of like an Eric Carlson in their heads. So they're all throwing the puck to him and you, that really is not working for the sharks.
0: Yeah. But it, that's something, that's something you can get out of. I mean, it, actually,
1: it, it, you it know, this, is, this
2: was a bad formula. Like we know the flyers stink against the sharks, but when you know you're facing a team that has Carlson and you know that they just got killed by the Islanders, and Brett Burns is there, and you're basically still making Goss the Spirit go up the ice and pass the Proverb off the wall. Carlson and and Burns were wise to it the whole game, yeah. and basically they kept moving up, and they kept you know stealing the puck and getting the puck right away, getting quickly back to the Flyers' zone. Their defense can't set up and they couldn't set up the entire game, and that's coaching. And this is where I think Dave Hextall is going to run into a problem because if they lose a few in a row here, yep. defense-wise, he hasn't lost anybody. Matter of fact, Ron Hextall's tried to improve it. Does he still have young players there Yeah. Is it perfect? No. And Gudas got banged up a little yesterday with the elbow, but at the end of the day, he's still got a pretty good defense, and that was maybe the worst defensive effort we've seen under his regime.
1: Oh, it really looked like is beer have never had never met each other before it was like it was that's it was yeah. just like insane i mean they play together all the time and they just they, it was really and and the forwards coming back weren't coming they weren't coming back they weren't playing they weren't playing hard and there's a real sense of you know with hackstall you just don't know what he is really doing so it's on it's very unsettling because he doesn't tell the media anything of interest ever um so you don't know. And and then you sit in a situation like, you know, they come out the first period, they're down for nothing. They the, the first shift of the second period, Giroux gets the puck, he's skating down the left side, and he's got an he's got a clear path to the net where he could actually and he's got a player he's got to fight off, but he could actually take the puck to the net, which after you've just been killed in the first period and you're Claude freaking Giroux, you should do. You should take the puck to the net. And instead he tries to pass it backwards and he, and he, and the, the and the player he passes it to brings himself offside. Like and it's just one of these moments of like, okay, how is a coach not telling his players to take the puck to the net? And if they are, I mean, you know, I mean, you should do that anyway, but how is that possible? You know, how Here's is this- thing,
2: I don't see anybody putting up like a great hackstall quote from last night, but yeah. there's a quote from Gostas Speeder that says, I feel so effing bad for Moose said it could have been seven, nothing after one said it. It's it is what it is, but it's ridiculous. And, and he said, I mean, it's a little ridiculous. And, so he knows, like he knows this team played like, you know, dog. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah, no, they, they, they know. And, and, and What's they're, the coach you know, doing about it. Yeah. They, what is the coach doing about it? And where are we going? I mean, and, and of course, you know, the elephant in the room is the fact that, you know, you gave up big goals and, you know, where is it's Carter Hart? Hart? This game counts Carter, like five games. No, I'm, I'm Mike, I'm not saying that Carter, I am not saying that I think Carter Hart should be brought up, but you have to understand that you have a building with a, with a team that has a, playoff caliber offense and a playoff caliber defense and you've got people paying thousands of dollars and there's no question that carter hart's name is being rumbled throughout the entire building all the time
0: and that's and that's all fine and good but if you want the fan if you want the fans to run the organization and call up a 20 year old kid unless he stands on his head uh, in Lehigh Valley it's absolutely dumbass to call up Carter Hart when he's not ready he's a guy who can be your no. goaltender for the next 10 to 12 years
1: you don't rush players like that Carey price played I, in the AHL No, oh, i know and, and but i know but and then so they've got Calvin Picard right like yeah and he's
0: that. he's a Calvin pickard is a good
1: nhl backup he's nothing he's more he's than backup, he, he's sitting on the bench and you know and he's not i guess he's probably going to play tonight because that's right.
2: the law. No, he is playing tonight.
1: Uh, he is right, but yeah. and that was the plan all along. So, because that's the plan all along, you leave Elliot in for eight goals. I mean, just like that's the other thing. Like, what message does that send to your team? What message does that send to Elliot? What you know? That's, like, I mean, that's analytics, act That's what but it analytics is. Analytics don't. That's that's where analytics need to be. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, and then, that's where analytics have to be thrown out the window.
2: Okay, well here, Ak, here's something that at least Hackstall admitted. But again. I think it's too late for this. I think Brian got hung out to dry on it. Should have gotten him out there probably after the second. We all expected that.
0: Yeah. But that's and, see that that's an, anal, analytics tells tells teams that goaltenders uh, who are playing back to back? Even if it's probably one period, they consider that back to back. That their save percentage goes down in the yeah, second game, I I and, and that's the reason why they they let Elliot suck up eight and goals. And that's a
1: fantastic point. reason to like, and you know, like you're you're spending all this time to not screw up Carter Hart, and right. yet you're willing to leave Elliot in for eight goals. And that because a the analytics point. says that the better right. save percentage. I mean, right. that is. Absolutely insane. I mean it that's is it,
2: insane because it's a long season and we know Elliot has had bouts of confidence yeah. and he admitted every man should be better on the team and he so should he, but he should also get a mental break when it's right. clear he yeah. doesn't have it on a given yeah. night. And he's given all he can. He made four right. amazing
1: saves. But and it is not the goalie's fault. Him. That's all the more reason to pull him. I've always right. been a fan of that because if if it is you know, if you want to make him if you want to say you screwed up i want i want you to suffer through eight goals that's not a way to treat a goaltender like a way cuz big goalies are too weird and too quirky to do that like yeah. you need you need to get the goalie out of there and make the and say you're doing that and tell the team i'm pulling him because you guys suck and that's your that's on you and you and Elliot understands that he's a goalie he's been around before he knows that but when you do it this way Peter Peter what are your thoughts yeah.
3: Oh, look, the Flyers and goaltending, Flyers and goaltending, Flyers and goaltending. I mean, <laughs> oh, I
2: know, but I, it, 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 it never ends. It's different. Too. This is more about,
1: it's more mentality. like a feeling of like, okay. I know,
3: but it, it just falls into the Flyers and goaltending, Flyers and goaltending. Like it really does. I know. The Same and continued I, saga. And you know what? I used to think the Canucks, being a Canucks fan all my life and stuff, I used to think they were a goaltending graveyard. And then Philadelphia comes on your radar, (laughs) and you realize they're like the same two teams. They just have the same issues over and over again, and they solve it temporarily. And And then St. Louis again. Oh, and St. Louis. But here's the thing: I think Haxtell and Ron have to find a way to start giving Carter Hart some looks. He's got to. They've got to find a way to get him in and see what's there, and to see how he manages the NHL game. You have to find a way. So if there's an injury or something, call him up, let, it, let give him a look, plan a start, let him be around the team, let him see, understand. It's
1: great to do that because he will end up being, you know, he'll get potentially So if he, because, because there's almost like a no win in their mind, I think, because if he comes up and does really well, then you risk. You then have you to put, then
3: you, you put him back down right? exactly when, and he's got to earn his time. Part of this is, is you can't hand these guys everything you would, you know, how many mistakes have we seen teams make over the years by not being firm on what they're trying to do with their players?
2: Oh, look at Hellebuck. They brought him up too early and they yeah. sent him
3: back. Sent him back. And, okay, you know, yeah. and, 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 and Russ, you've seen this with tons of other goalies, but yeah. you can pick, You can put it on defensemen. You can put it on forwards too. Yeah. And we've seen what's happened in Edmonton because they need a hope all the time. They keep the rushing is, guys early who weren't ready where they no could have used. Leader. It's
2: easier for a forward to fit in at a younger age because if you want to put a guy who's a center on the wing, it's yeah. so much easier. A goalie, you got nowhere oh, yeah. to go. The yeah, one-
3: you got nowhere to go. It's the ultimate. It's the ultimate fail job to fail at because yeah. you, go you sit there and you you always look bad, even go on, when you're go on. not.
0: Gone out of the days that you put you throw in Tom Barrasso, who played at acton Boxborough High School in 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 Boston outside of Boston, uh, in into the into the Buffalo Sabres net and he wins the Calder. Those 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 days don't happen anymore. Like I said, Kerry Price was a top five pick and he played a full year in the AHL and won a Calder Cup before he played for the Canadians and I'll he it, took him. A, the days are over right, too, Mike. Right. The days are over
2: where. The coach puts in the backup because he thinks the team will play tougher in front of him. That doesn't yeah. happen anymore either.
0: Agreed. Uh let, let's touch on one thing before we end the show. Uh the the injury to Matt Murray is a big problem for the for the Penguins. And oh, yeah. a, and not not only because it's concussion related, and he's had a couple before, but Russ, they didn't go out and get themselves a veteran backup. Tristan Jerry is coming off an injury. Right now it's Jerry and, and Casey DeSmith. That's not that's not good. But
2: they already, so it's not horrible. At least he has some experience. Like this is a, they're going to take it on the chin for a couple games, and when Jerry's ready, he'll be ready. But you know that Rutherford will go and get a goalie. If I they,
1: um, I've, I've I've heard you will that they went and they actually did talk to Steve Mason, but that it sounds like Mason is just not feeling like he's healthy enough to play in the NHL anymore. Like it really, yeah. which is a shame, you know, because, yeah, but, but they did, they did, they did reach out to him. I was told, and that makes make sense. I mean, that's where you would go. Right. Cause he's, he's
0: right. And we, and we, right now we, right now we have two scenarios playing out with two players who draw, drew a lot of interest from NHL teams, one in Mason and the other one in Rick Nash. And the whole thing yesterday, there was one report that said Nash was going to file his retirement papers. Then his agent came out and said uh, he was not going to do that, but the, everything is status quo. Yeah. And Aaron Portsline from The Athletic came out and said that he had talked to the, the Blue Jackets and he's living in Columbus so that if he does come back, it might be the Blue Jackets. But everything is up in the air right now. Yeah. And it's all based on the fact that they don't feel well enough to play, or it's going to be a
2: Forsberg comeback. Right now, he likes it with his yeah. kid. He will spend a certain amount of time. It'll get past the All Star break, yeah. and then it'll be like, "Hey, you know what, Columbus, I'm going to come and help you."
1: I've been, yeah, I've been after trying, we trade Panarin. To, I've been trying to not talk about this Nash thing because I just feel like Nash has been just the soap opera of my life for the last ten years in various <laughs> forms. like it's like I mean, for what he brings to the, for, he's a great player, but for what he actually brings to the game, he he is definitely dominated more of my time than, than anyone. And I mean, he really is not, he's not as good as the amount of energy i put into him. I really feel like I've always felt that way about him.
0: Well, I think at this point now he's a big third liner, I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a thirty goal scorer anymore. I think he's a. Like if he comes and signs with say, with with Columbus or signs with Boston or Toronto, and you know he's going to be a third line guy. He's not going to be a top six forward. I mean,
2: Look, Torts knows what he's getting in him. But the idea is he's getting a guy that can play very good defensively. There won't be that many offensive ex- expectations for him. And like you said, if they lose Panarin, and this is a heck of a guy to get in there, and that could be the ultimate plan.
1: Yeah, no. I don't know. What's the about for them? I mean that's that's not that's not the way they should go and towards well, the Nash did not exactly Panarin. work out well. If I well, I recall, towards and Nash in and New York was not exactly the greatest thing ever happened.
2: It doesn't matter, but also they're going to get something good for Panera, and that's going to go in the lineup too.
1: No, they'll get something. Yeah. Panera, and they will. They make the trade, but um. Oh, well, tonight, of course, some fun games tonight. We'll see if the this, in a similar way. I. I Bet I would I wouldn't be shocked if the Flyers completely took apart the Senators tonight out of frustration after that game last night. But
2: well yeah, that's like, george Giroux at home. The Senators yeah, are you know not that always,
1: good. Yeah, he always plays well there. Um do it, I mean, but I
2: will tell you this. This is a warning. If the Senators somehow win this game and win it decisively, I think the hackstall watch is on. I really do.
1: I think you could be right about that. I think that um I mean I I don't know. I mean, and that's what, you know, some people in the chat oh, room.
2: How many games was it Peter Laviolette
1: was in one season yeah. when he got fired? That was very different, though. Yeah. I,
3: I, it's, so it's, who's around? Happened. So so here's the thing. Let's just play a little fun. If the Hacksaw Watch is about to begin, who's a coach out there right now that you'd bring in for the Flyers? Well, I, think gonna,
2: I think Gordon would get the interim because he's been yeah. a coach in the NHL and he's been in that organization for years now. And so I think he's the natural guy to bring in there because I think – if, if, and Gordon's good. Like if you've ever spoken to him, he knows hockey. I mean, yeah, yeah. don't don't go by when he was the Islanders coach because I think things were a skew yeah. for him there.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think that's where they would go to when they would stay in-house in the, at least well, temporarily.
0: Jack Capuano is available.
1: <laughs> He's an assistant. Hey, as an assistant.
0: They would bring in
2: somebody else as an assistant. They probably would ask Gordon, who would you like as an assistant? Yeah, like I mean, that could
1: you'd have to. change. I don't know. I I, I don't know that it's – that it's there yet Russ? i think i think but i i still think we're about a month this away is a
2: corporation act and the one thing i was i was noticing yesterday is corporate corporations yeah. like their big parties their showiness and this was a big celebration for their their home game right and yeah. they put a lot into it they even put it into it to the point where they had gritty cupcakes for the media <laughs> when when the media is writing about one of the worst games they've ever seen the flyers play I think it counts tenfold. I really do. Yeah. The yeah
1: one, so- it, no, it definitely was a huge embarrassment. And talking to, when you talk to the Flyers people around, they were really embarrassed. And the Flyers do not take embarrassment well at all. So we'll see. Yeah, possible. The one The, it, one caught, the reminds one caught, it, it reminds me a long time ago of Scoop Cooper when, um I forget, Mike, Mike Rathjean was playing his last game as a Flyer and made it some really terrible play because he was hurt and he was trying his best. Oh, yeah, he, he was really banged he up. Didn't play he made a really a bet play at the end of the game against. I also believe it was the San Jose Sharks, oddly enough. And um, and as we're walking out, Scoop Cooper, who's been with the Flyers since 1967, just turns to me and says, "That is the kind of game that ends careers." Yeah, <laughs> and that's what it felt like last night with the Flyers. Um, to a degree, like that, it was just it was that it was that ugly, almost. So, um, anything else before we get out of here? Nope, we're all good. All right, guys. Remember, without the buzz, it is just hockey. Enjoy the games tonight. We got the rematch of the Stanley Cup Championship tonight, actually. So there's there's that. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
2: Lucky.